0: Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a podcast where we speak candidly about all things health and well-being. My name is Renee Delacqua,
1: And I'm Christine Glissman, and we're health educators and health promotion services here at UC San Diego.
0: On this two-part season premiere of Live Well, Be Well, we'll be discussing getting back into the swing of connecting with others, making new friends, and dating. We'll share strategies for overcoming social anxiety, how to spark up conversations, and how to successfully get back out there.
1: So we hope you get inspired, we hope you feel connected, and we hope you discover new ways to live your best life. Let's get started.
0: So for the last year and a half, we've been practicing physical distancing, which of course kept us safe during this really unprecedented time. But as things start to open back up and people are yearning for social connection, many of us, not all, but definitely many of us, have kind of hit a snag where the thought of social situations seems much more daunting and intimidating, like what the heck do I say? How do I act? All of those different things. And prior to the pandemic, I knew of many people where social situations that required things like sparking up a conversation with strangers or even just connecting and reconnecting with others they haven't spoken to for a while was a little nerve wracking. And now we're in this new time and space where many of us have to relearn how to get ourselves back out there. And that's exactly what what we'll be talking about today. And we know
1: this isn't easy. It requires you to confront any anxiety you may be feeling and to also possibly deal with any form of rejection. <laughs> yep. So those are both uncomfortable experiences. Uh, the heavy hitters we're gonna talk about today are managing physical symptoms, rehearsal, and mindset, all necessary components of becoming comfortable in social situations or asking someone to hang out as a friend or becoming a potential romantic partner. Wink, wink. (laughs) So before we talk about all that, I want to talk about your why. So this is your reason for wanting to do something. Over COVID, I have definitely learned that while I do recharge by myself, I do need connections with other humans to remain well and Mm -hmm. sane, quite frankly. So my why for engaging more with my current friends or trying to create new friendships would be that they are necessary for my mental health and good people obviously just bring joy. So reminding myself of this will kind of help me take that first step when I start to experience anxiety or try to talk myself out of doing something social.
0: Absolutely. So um, let's just jump into our discussion of social anxiety because it is so, so real. I feel like I've definitely experienced it many times in my life. So when you're approaching a social situation, say you are about to walk into a restaurant to meet up with some familiar and some not so familiar faces. Maybe as you start walking up to the door of the restaurant, you start feeling like a little panicky. Your heart is racing. Your mind is going a million miles a minute you start feeling sweaty and clammy, all of the different things. This is when you need to check in with yourself. Take a step back, like literally take a step back. Step away from the door just for a few moments where you can take a few slow and deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And also notice any tension you may be carrying in your body. Is your jaw clenched or your shoulders all scrunched up? Are your hands in a tight fist? Notice all that may be going on and Make an effort to release that tension, relax the body, relax the breath, and walk into that restaurant with your head held high with a smile on your face even if you are wearing a mask. And throughout your social um, engagement or interaction, so in this example if you're having dinner with friends and friends of friends, periodically check in with your body and your breath. Try to keep a relaxed and steady breath, calming that breath when needed. Same goes with muscle tension and posture. Keep it relaxed, noticing and releasing any tension you may be carrying, and then try to release it.
1: So Renee just talked about how important slowing the breath and releasing tension can be to reduce the anxiety of the situation. Our mind and our body is connected. If your body is feeling tense, so will your mind. The reverse is also true as well. So if we can relax our body, our mind will follow suit. So another helpful practice for overcoming social social situations is what I call rehearsal. Literally practicing what you want to say to someone. Uh, Not only practicing the wording in your head, so kind of planning it out, but also out loud if you can. Practice saying the phrase, whatever you're planning to say. I say this because I have asked someone out at the gym before and I had the wording planned out. Hey, I was wondering if you wanted to grab food sometime. Simple, effective, easy. However, when I walked up to this person and when it came out, it sounded like... (laughs) He he literally responded back by saying, What? Then I had to repeat myself. I had to do the hard thing twice. I had to ask someone out twice. (laughs) So anyways, he ended up being engaged. So after, after that uh found that out obviously then you have to kind of deal with rejection so my response to that was oh cool congratulations have a nice day and that's normally kind of my go-to rejection response uh, sometimes i add the addition of the finger guns <laughs> um, so make your rejection phrase kind of lighthearted because it does help you feel better overall the moral of the story is that saying the thing out loud kind of planning it out And also planning out maybe a possible rejection, what you're going to say in response, can be super beneficial practice and can definitely ease your nerves.
0: Thank you so much for sharing uh, your own personal experience, Chris. I think it is almost affirming to hear someone else have these types of situations because no one likes rejection, but it's kind of a part of our lives. Um, And everyone is going to experience it at some point in our lives. And yes it is really hard but at the same time we want any relationship that we create to be authentic whether that's Mm -hmm. friendships romantic relationships all of the different things and the caveat to that like wanting that authenticity is there are going to be points in time where we do have to deal with rejection and it's not fun but it is a part of life um So in addition to what um, Chris mentioned about rehearsal, the other thing that plays a huge role in our social interactions is our mindset. So the mindset we maintain before, during, and after social situations also plays into our overall experience in social situations. So what I'm talking about here are cognitive distortions and they are these little beasts that totally play with our minds, especially in social situations when you already have a lot of anxiety or you may have a lot of anxiety and fear going into it. So if you've never heard of the term cognitive distortions, they are essentially errors in our thinking that often makes us view reality inaccurately, and there are many different types. For social situations specifically, I feel like some of the most common include mind reading, so thinking you know what other people are thinking, catastrophizing, so transforming a small situ- a situation into a bigger deal than it really is. And mental filtering, so fixating on specific aspects of a situation, namely those negative aspects, rather than looking at the larger picture. So these are just a few types of cognitive distortions, but these tend to be, again, most prevalent in social situations. So let me explain an example of all three in one situation. So let's use Chris's example say you're in chris's last situation of um, asking the person out in the gym some examples of her cognitive distortions could be there's no way he's going to like me he probably thinks i'm not cute enough if he says no will i be able to go to this gym ever again oh my goodness i cannot believe he didn't understand one word of what i just said he probably thinks i'm dumb should i even repeat myself So these are some examples of the cognitive distortions that Chris may have experienced um, during that time. It's important to acknowledge the fact that, yes, these thoughts are real because you're actually thinking them. However, are these thoughts true? That is a major distinction to consider.
1: Absolutely. So those were 100% what I was (laughs) thinking during that situation. But honestly, the situation ended up being fine. Um, So those things didn't end up being true. The next time I saw him in the gym, he even said hi, so it really wasn't weird after the fact. He didn't think it was weird. He said hi. He could have hid, but he didn't. So just getting at that, those things for the most part are not true, but they obviously can stop us from engaging in a social situation that we might want. Um, So this week, we obviously kind of talked about how we can manage both the physical and mental symptoms of social anxiety, talked about rehearsal, how that can be a helpful tool to help manage those as well. So next week, we will talk about communication tips and how to balance a social life with our health and our academic priorities as we enter back into the world post COVID.
0: So that concludes this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you like what you heard and would like to learn more about topics related to health and well-being, there is much more to come. Be sure to check out our website, healthpromotion.ucsd.edu, and also follow us on Instagram and Facebook under at UCSDHPS. Stay tuned for our next episode of Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you. And remember, to be well is to live well.